Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Uncommon Sense. I'm your host, Greg Lane, and I apologize I haven't been posting recently. There's just been a bunch of things I've been working on in my personal life, and, well, sometimes we have a lot of things going on. It's hard to get in those things that you enjoy doing. But anyway, this week I want to talk about something that I've been thinking about recently in regards to some of the things I've been doing in my personal life. And that thing that I'm thinking of is no one when you should shut up and listen to an argument or listen to a case. Now, here's what I mean by that. So, for the last five or ten years of my life, I've been noticing a lot of news coverage centered around people closer to my age. Uh, for those of you who may not be able to guess, I'm technically a millennial. I was born in 1994. I was 14 years old when the recession happened. I was about, God, how old was I? Yes, still 14 or 15 when the first black president, Barack Obama, was elected. I was in college when Donald Trump was elected. And I have seen quite a few insanities in my life so far. I've seen swine flu. I have seen Ebola. I have seen the Me Too movement. I've seen the 2000s. I've seen a surprise amount of things for someone of my age. But anyway, and something that I keep seeing is my generation being blamed for quite a few things, which, considering my position and my perspective, are kind of ridiculous arguments. So I'll give you a prime example. Why aren't people in my age range buying homes? Well, let me start off with the first and foremost part of it. Most of the people who are complaining about people my age not buying homes genuinely probably have no idea what the hell that we deal with. They don't know that, yeah, our wages, despite what they think, suck. Seriously, I have a job that requires a college degree, and yet I could not afford to live on my own at this point, given the uh, cost of living up here in New Hampshire. Not only that... How would I, so my, my position, even buy a home? If my money's not going toward my car payments, it's going toward my insurance. If it's not going toward my insurance, it's going toward my student loan debt. And if it's not going toward my student loan debt, it's going toward food or God knows what other surprise purchases, and I mean serious ones, that come up in my lifetime. So what I have to really say to individuals that complain that people my age are apparently not contributing to the economy the way that they were able to, is that we would love to. We would love to live on our own. We would love to buy our own space. But we can't freaking afford it. So unless you're going to crunch the numbers of the average income of a post-grad, of a post-undergrad uh, individual trying to pay the rent and his student loans and their car payment, frankly, shut up. And another thing, and this actually kind of goes along with something kind of related to an earlier topic I discussed around healthcare, is why people are so critical of our, the United States' current system of healthcare. Because I don't know about you guys, but I have quite a few individuals in my personal life that I can uh, count on or recall having a negative experience with healthcare. For one thing, my job, well, the company I work for, recently went through a merger process. And because of that merger process, I had to switch my insurances. 
Now, granted, I'm actually lucky. I am 26, I have no pre-existing conditions, and I'm not undergoing any serious medical treatments that would have made it a pain in the butt if my medical networks got switched. But what if I did? Now all of a sudden, I have to find a new this doctor, find a new that doctor, find a new PCP. I have to find a new hospital network. I have to make sure all that stuff is in network. Just because something out of my control happened, and now I have to grip with it. Not only that, but look at another uh, factor. I'm not sure if I mentioned this uh, example in my healthcare piece, but there was a representative, Katie Porter from California. She was on the campaign trail and her appendix burst. Now, for those of you who probably never had your appendix burst or don't know someone who had their appendix burst, when that happens, that hurts like a motherfucker. So, you would think, okay, you have your appendix first, call for an ambulance. But here's the thing. Ambulances are prohibitively expensive. Seriously. And not only that, but ambulances are due to respond and bring you to the hospital they came from. So, if the ambulance came from a hospital that's not in your network, then you're fucked. So, instead of calling for an ambulance, uh, Representative Porter had her campaign manager check for the nearest in-network hospital. Not the nearest hospital, the nearest in-network hospital. So, then she had her campaign manager drive her to said hospital and she was taken in for surgery. She goes into surgery and everything goes great. Her appendix is removed and she goes to a recovery. But here's the problem. She got a bill for about $3,000 because despite the fact that she went to a hospital that was in-network, the surgeon who operated on her was not in network. Now, think about that messed up situation for a second. So, she deferred calling an ambulance. She did not go to the nearest hospital. And despite going to the nearest hospital that was supposed to be fully covered, she still got screwed with the bill. Now, think about this. If a system like that can happen to someone who is running for office and has the resources in order to go through all that, what happens if you don't have the resources to do all that? So, which is why I say, if someone tells you they had a negative experience with America's current healthcare situation, maybe that's a time maybe you should shut up. Maybe if you're lucky enough to be fortunate and not have any emergency treatments that require you to go through the American healthcare system, and as a result, you're not fully aware of the inadequacies and the downfalls of it, maybe you should shut up a little bit. Just a little. And uh, speaking of political positions, uh, there's another one that uh, I'm a little sensitive to, partially because of the shows that I watch, and also partially because of, you know, some of my family background. And that is... uh, Reproductive rights. Now, I'm not going to talk about the religious morality of it, because, frankly, it's not my place to impose my own morality on others. Well, not my own religious morality, if I have any, but certain other factors I think should apply. But that's up for debate. But anyway, so, when it comes to certain abortion bills that were pushed mostly in conservative states, I generally have a bit of an issue with it. 
there was one such bill that would illegalize an abortion at about six weeks. Now, here's the problem with that. For one thing, I've heard almost no scientific basis on which that should be done. And I've done plenty of research in order to know the particular developmental stages of what is happening in that process. And frankly, if you're going off of the whole protecting human life thing, that really depends on what you think a life is. Because to me personally, I would not completely classify a fetus as a human life until it was able to fully live and breathe outside of the of their mother's womb. Now, that's just me. If you're going to uh, treat a life equal to yours, they should have the same capability of living as yours. Now, that's some gray area in regards to certain other things, but I'll get to that in another video. But anyway, so because of all that, and also because, frankly, six weeks is actually... This, my mom was not uh, did not realize she was pregnant with me until about, I think it was eight weeks into uh, being pregnant with me. Because honestly, life gets in the way. I mean, I'm not going to speak completely from the woman's perspective, but sometimes you don't realize certain things. After, if something is a monthly occurrence, generally you're probably not going to miss it, particularly if you don't like going through it. But anyway... So when it comes to issues like that, and the kind of groups I focus on not really talking about it is mostly guys and also individuals who haven't based their opinion on it based off of medical science. Because here's my thing. Considering that we're supposed to be a secular nation, I think anyone who tries to pass legislation based off of religious morality principles is not fit for office. This is supposed to be a nation for everyone, not just for the individuals that supposedly have been here longer. Not only that, but I've looked at a lot of the uh, religious uh, doctrines and quotes that they like to base their beliefs on. <laughs> Let me tell you something. There's a lot of industries that would shut down if we really embraced the entire canon. Eh, but I'll get to that in another time. So kind of the uh, thing that I'm mostly trying to go for is that I mean, I should probably clear this up. I'm not saying that you can't be a part of the discussion or the conversation regarding topics, but at the very least, you should know when, at least have a certain awareness of when you're able to talk about something, discuss something, or even to take a authority stance on it or an expert stance on it. And I think that's a problem that a lot of people tend to suffer with. I mean, after all, we are living in a, I do, I am a part of the generation that was recently introduced to the term mansplaining. And believe me, that annoys the hell out of me as well. Especially since it's not even limited to that. There's also, uh, I'm not sure if this term will ever catch on, elder-splaining. You know, those individuals that think just because they have more gray in their beard than you or more gray in their hair than you that somehow... They mysteriously know better in all things in regards. Uh, I call that ineffectual grandstanding, just for the sake of uh, not having to use a uh, term. But yeah, it it's really annoying when you yourself may have some expert opinion on it, either because of study or experience, 
And someone else who doesn't have that same experience or education somehow thinks that their opinion is more developed and more acceptable compared to yours. So that's kind of a issue that I've been kind of uh, actually working with myself recently. Because I've talked to some individuals and I've been reminded that despite whatever the hell I may know, there are plenty of areas that I'm not uh, qualified to talk about. And the thing that I really try to push for is me trying to be aware of when I should pipe up, uh, how much uh, looking into and research I should do before I should really approach a complex discussion, and potentially whether or not I should just stay out of certain wheelhouses. Like prime uh, example. I am not a contractor. So when it comes to certain uh, intricacies, like wirings, uh, structural integrity, architectural choices, in terms of structure, not facade, though. Frankly, if you're dealing with uh, optics or just the looks of something, I think there's plenty of room for discussion and personal taste. But as I was saying, there are certain things that perhaps I, sh- I should uh, be limited to having a personal opinion and maybe not try to teach, which I think is another big thing that is a part of that. If you're in a educational or mentorship role, knowing which principles, ideals, beliefs, and even expertise to pass on to your students or those who learn under you. Now I say this because in my profession, people like me have a lot of influence in the development of young people. And as such, I've always tried to keep a stance of positivity, acceptability, and all that uh, interesting jazz. But unfortunately, I don't always see a similar burden of responsibility kept on others, either in my field or others just even on a personal level. But anyway, so... I guess the really thing I want to push out of this is that even though we're certainly allowed to have discussions and conversations regarding certain topics, we may not always be ready or stable or qualified, so to say, in order to actually contribute or have a authoritative opinion on a subject. We need to know when to defer and when to take heed, which is honestly another thing that I uh, really strive for in my personal time. But anyways, this has been Uncommon Sense. I'm your host, Greg Lane. I thank you guys for tuning in and stay safe and never stop learning.